And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. Michael here at DetroitLions.com as we talk Lions football. Hello, Michael here. Hello, Kenny Brown, and uh, right. very happy early Thanksgiving day to you. Oh, uh, very happy Thanksgiving and a three-day week. Um, this is a, the only podcast we really do with a game coming up in a couple of days, so this is going to be a combination of uh, prediction podcast and recap podcast. But the Detroit Lions are 8-2, and two, Mike, and I don't even think you were covering the team. As a matter of fact, I know you were covering the team the last time they were 8-2, and two, which was 1962. Um, this is a momentous win yesterday, and we'll get to why it was almost not a win, but it, it was momentous to be 8-2. This is this is amazing. Well, it really is. You know, a lot of teams don't get to that level. They really don't. And, and you know, I know you sometimes kid me about going back into the history, but in 1962, the Lions were 8-2, and two, and they were destined to be 1-11-3, and, 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 and not even in the playoffs because there weren't any playoffs. There was Eastern, you know, Eastern teams and the Western teams, and the Lions were in the West, and the Green Bay Packers went on. They were thirteen and one, won the Super Bowl. No, they won the won the NFL championship. Super Bowl hadn't come into being yet. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it is. That's the way. What is more impressive to you, the Lions being eight and two, or sixteen and four in their last, you know, twenty games? What, what is more impressive? Sixteen and four because it's staying power. And here's the other thing: there, you know, there's a break between the two seasons. And so you know you you've got different players this year than you had last year in a lot of in a lot of areas, and so I think it's to to survive change from year to year in any sport. And I think the National Football League is probably more difficult than others because of the physical nature of the game. But I think yeah, I think that being sixteen and four is is more is more important. I remember, and this was just a year ago, probably a year ago to this date. That I was wondering, because you gotta set the tone for winning. And I was wondering if Campbell, even though I thought he was doing the right things, you gotta get the wins to have your program validate itself. And I was wondering, is he gonna get the wins this year to move the program forward? Is he gonna get the validation where players see the hard work and the stuff he's asked them to do pays off? Mm-hmm. And now you see now that not only is it paying off the validation, they expect to win every game. They may not win every game, and they're not going to win every game, but they they expect to win. That's the expectations you have, and it's good for that, and it's also bad because now you got fan expectations that they expect to win every game. Well, that's, you've got to separate those two things. But you know, I was talking about different teams and different players. Look, they don't have the same running backs. Same running back. It's different. Tight ends, almost different. It's uh, it, you know, the backup quarterback finally got a you know professional backup quarterback in there, Teddy Bridgewater. So things are things have changed, I think, dramatically, and probably more if we don't unless we stop to think about it, probably more than we really than we, than we really understand. Yeah, and I think the, it's two things that have happened. I think, and we'll talk about them later. But two things that have made it happen that they have overperformed where I thought they would be in their third year. This is I'm talking about going back from when Campbell first got here. They're overperforming where I thought they would be now. And the league has come back a little. There's no great team in the league. So you are you're at that great point now where you've overperformed, they've underperformed. So you're just as good as anybody else in the league. Depending on the day you play and where you play to me, they can beat any team or they can be beat by any of the good teams. But they're in that well, conversation. You know, I think I've used this line before, Kenny, but it reminds me of something that Daryl Rogers, who was Detroit Lions head coach for 
three and a half years back in the eighties, just talking about this very same this very same subject that we're sort of talking about right now. And he said, "It's how you play on the day you play. It's the way it is. Yep. yep. You ne- you never know." Yep. All right, so we got the pleasantries out the way. You ready to get down to some business now so I can start tearing this team apart for the way they play yesterday? Well, you're going to tear me apart, too? Or? <laughs> I'm not tearing apart. Chicago Bears, to me, better than their record, but not much. I, I, I don't think they're a great team. I think they're a hard-playing team, and I think that if you overlook them, you can be beat. The Lions, they shouldn't even have been close yesterday, to, in my estimation, to this game, but they made it an eventful afternoon and I'm still trying to figure out, was it just bad offense that led to them being where they were? Or was it a total team effort to get to the point where you're down by double digits with four minutes left? So where do you think they went wrong? And I'm sure it's correctable, but everybody has games like these, but where, where is the correction need to be made? Well, I think it was a little bit of both, or a lot of both, and I think it started on offense, and it starts with one thing. It starts with the quarterback having three interceptions, and then Chris uh, Reynolds, on a kickoff return, gives up the ball for a fourth turnover. And you look, it's hard to win with one turnover. It's hard with two. It's hard with three. It's probably regarded as impossible with four, but the Lions pulled it off. Having said that, they get back into a situation where they get one touchdown, they get the ball back on a three-and-out, one of two three-and-outs. They had the entire game yesterday. They get a three-and-out, get the ball up a, uh, 73 yards away from the end zone, and they go right through them like they're going through bamboo. Just chop, 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 touchdown. Game over. Yeah, just, but... it just, it, 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 Hold on. Don't just – just not just yet. And I thought that, that they they showed that they could – at, at a given time, they can do what they want to do against that team. Yeah, but I thought they were – and maybe I looked at it differently. I don't know how you looked at it, but I thought the offense, besides the interception, they were moving the ball the whole day. I didn't see the Bears put up much of a fuss on defense. I just thought the Lions got themselves in trouble, and there was a couple of questionable play calls. But besides the golf interceptions, to me, they were they were running. They had a good running average. They were running the ball early. They didn't run it enough as far as I was concerned. I think Ben Johnson got a little too cute on a couple of, of plays. Like coming out at the third quarter when you just ran a twenty-yard run, you had a nine-yard run, and it's, or it's like third and two, and you just been running down their throat, and you throw a, a pass play thing where I think golf gets sacked or something happened. He got sacked or rushed or something. But why are you doing that when third and twos? You 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 just finished running it down their throat. I just thought he got a little too cute, and um, it just was a day where it was a it's just a one of those malaise games until the end. I just thought that they were just. They were just like you remember a fight like sometimes a fighter will carry a fighter you know he can knock him out any time. He was just carrying he'll carry you for six seven rounds and then you know he probably could knock you out early but he's you know he carried to the tomb. I thought that's how it looked yesterday to me. Lions were just carrying them and then it got out of hand where oh they, they, they might get a decision and that's when they poured it on at the end. That's the way it looked. Well, I don't really necessarily agree or disagree with what you're saying, but it reminds me of you know one of the old sayings when. You know, I covered a lot of boxing back in the day, and there was a you know an old saying: "Treat a bum like a bum." Right. In other words, just get him out of there. Get Don't fool him. Now, a lot of guys they want to get out there and put on a show for two, three, four minutes, and then knock him out. Well, guess what? Somebody lands a wild right hand, mm-hmm. like it happened against Tommy Earns one time out in Las Vegas, and got knocked out cold. I right. mean, dead, dead cold. Right. I think oh, it was yeah, Iran you, Barkley. Right. You've got to. You've yep. got to choose your. You got to choose your spots. You got to choose your spots. And look, 
the, the, the scenario to me was, was sort of set up a little bit for the Lions to get into more trouble than they should have been, and that was the coming back of Justin uh, <clears throat> of Justin Fields. This is his free, you know, he's, look, he's been one and five as a starter. He's been out for, what, a month. Right. Uh, somebody else took over, went two and two. And he came back, and I thought he played some of the best football. Football, I'm not just talking about the acrobatics we've seen from him, but actually play, you know, National Football League quarterback. That's the best I've seen him play. Now, he's had other games that I didn't, you know, I don't see them all. But I thought he played very, very well, except until the end. Yeah, but then that's, to me, Mike, that's my deal with Justin Fields. He plays good enough to lose. I, I, I'm sorry. He, I've watched him in the pros. In college, he might have won, but that's Ohio State. When you, well, you got who cares about like, college? I'm Come saying on. you got superior talent you're around. But he plays just good enough to lose. It's no way in the world with him being as mobile and he had been running all day that you run three plays in 15 seconds. That's just, it, co- that's just, it's, I, just yeah. it's impossible. Yeah, I questioned that, too. I was sitting next to Tim Twentyman up there in the press box, I think. I think I said that to him or somebody else. What are they doing? Turn them loose. That's how you got where you are. Well, then I found out that the coach is 0-9 against the division, and I understood what was going on. And um, I don't know if that coach is long for that job, but uh, if it's, well, if that, he's not, it's on him because there's some, there was some bad coaching by him yesterday that helped the Lions. Well, there's some good, there was some good coaching to get him in the lead and some, a little bit of questionable coaching that got him out of it. Well, let's give it a look. It's you know, like Alex Anzalone. You can talk about him in your if you if you interview him today. We did. He, he said, "Okay." Well, he said after the game yesterday, we knew that if we could get get the offense the ball, they'd score. He said they were the way with the way they were going, they were going to score again. He said they're the best offense in football and have complete faith in them. Right. I'm going to say another thing too. I coming into the season, I was not a big giant fan. Well, now I say I'm a fan. I just thought he was an average back. Dave Montgomery's better than I thought. And I don't know why I didn't see this in the times he played against Detroit, but he's a, he's a better back. I mean, I thought he was a good back. You know, a good back. You know, blah, blah, blah. He's better than a good back. He is in the top echelon of backs in this NFL on skill. And well, I, one thing yeah, – go ahead, Kenny. No, I'm just saying on skill. And he's showing it with a great offensive line now, the way he can be in – they got two really good backs. Nobody, I ain't heard Jamal Williams' name called in about eight weeks now. I remember at the beginning of the season, everybody's like, "Why didn't you bring Jamal back?" Now you hear, you don't hear his name now. You see why? Well, I guess, you know who else wishes they would have done that? Jamal Williams. You yeah. know, but it, he, he, it didn't line up in the contracts yeah, and all that. The skill level between those two. No, yeah. the skill level between those two is is, is you know, it's it's night and day. Night and day. No, no question about that. No question about that. And also, he's got a he's got a knack for hitting the right hole. They don't hit it and go, and that's uh, the first that's, guys doesn't don't get him, Mike. The first guy does not get him. He's shiftier than I. Like I said, was he running like that when when Chicago played Detroit? I went back and looked at the Chicago Detroit game. He had a couple of good runs in it, but I just was never that impressed. But watching him day in day out now, they got to keep those two together for as long as you can because those that's that's a nice you know. Fire and water, whatever you want to call it, whatever your analogy is. Or the, fire the, and water. Fire and water, whatever you want to call it. That's a nice <laughs> one-two combo, though. Well, one thing, I mean, if you go back and look at, uh, go back to, like, pro football reference, it keeps all those records and all that. He had one 1,000-yard season in Chicago, and either three or four other years, I think it was three, where he was at, uh, 800 yards. So he was a very, very consistent player. Just the way he looks in Detroit now, it, it's he, he's not necessarily the receiving back coming out of the backfield, but he certainly does. You hand him the ball, 
you're going to have to walk away before you can see it again because he's going to gain you some yardage. Yeah. Yeah, but don't sleep on him. He can catch the ball too. He may not be as good a catcher as Gibbs, but he can catch it too. Mm-hmm. But they don't they don't need him right mm-hmm. now in the, in the catching part. And Gibbs usually plays that role. But when the season goes on, they start playing them together more. Like they played them together a couple times yesterday. I think they did a direct snap to the Montgomery too. I can see this offense expanding, even though it's ten games in. I can see a lot of, of stuff they're going to be adding in the next you know the next six weeks. Well, we'll see. You know, we'll see what they're, what they're what they're playing with now is pretty good. But you know what? I'll bet you. Let's just say they go into every every game with a hundred plays or seventy or whatever it is. There's some that they'll never get to, just sure. the way it is, because sure. they might run run something three or four times in one in in one uh, one uh, possession and never see it again. Yeah, sure. Just the way it is. Yeah, but like I said, as long as that offense together. Now I got to give some kudos out too um, on offense that. Uh, Scudsdale, Colby Scudsdale. Yeah, Scudsdale. I'm sorry, Scudsdale. 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 Um, for a rookie coming in and you know having to start, he was solid. You know, you didn't hear his name called a lot, and you didn't. They didn't run over him or whatever. And he he played that that guard spot and played it pretty good. Glasgow played an excellent game. Is out the offensive line as a whole. They were blowing up holes, Mike. Blowing holes. Oh, absolutely, and you know, Sorsdale's from uh, William and Mary, and you know, he, that's, he's had three or two starts now, and another game where he finished the game. I think he played in the other one. I think he played thirty-eight of the seventy snaps or something like that. Mm-hmm. Took over early in the, in, the, in the second half. So yeah, his you know he, the thing about him, well, there was a lot of good things about him to like as a football player, but he never played guard in college. I was talking asking him about that. Right. And I said, Didn't you, weren't you a converted guard? He says, No. So you know, he had never played a, a, a snap of guard until he got to here in training camp, and they're converting him. So guess where did he start his first game? Right tackle. Right. right How about that. Right. So, but you know what? Talk about a guy who kept his nose in the playbook, practiced, did, did all the stuff. Look and, and relied on his relied on his teammates to get through it. But he's he's really given them, I think, more than they could have reasonably expected. Yeah, but the first thing I know when training camp was here, Mike, we were at camp. The first thing I know is about him. And I don't know what William and Mary, the academic rating of the school is. Whatever. I said he's a smart player. You, the first yeah. time you talk to him, his knowledge of football, and I'm like, if he can play a little bit, he's a smart player. And for a lineman, he's a smart player, and he he does his assignment, and he knows what he's doing. He doesn't make mistakes, and that's good for a rookie. Like I said, that was a game yesterday that they needed him, and it, he he performed. I'm happy. I'm happy mm-hmm. for him. I'm happy. To, you were almost right. With your Jameson Williams two touchdowns, you were half right. Oh, no, I said three and, no, I, Did you say three? I said three and two games. Okay, well, you got another game to get two more, but yeah, you at oh, least yeah. start. The oh, start yeah. is there. Uh, Jameson Williams, to me, that touchdown was the key to the game because you got a quick touchdown without having to spend a lot of time in Absolutely. four minutes. And that's the shot you need. And they showed the play again and showed you how, even if he doesn't get the ball next time, how the safety has to respect him, and that's just opening up the whole offense. Right, like I said, when they're at full strength, and if golf just calms it down and doesn't, you know, do the interception bug again, that offense is going to have a lot of options the rest of this year. Well, they already do, but, you know, that's I, I, I in my Monday uh, countdown column for the Detroit Lions, I targeted that as, as the key, key play of the game for what it meant coming later. Yeah, not necessarily just on its own merit, but but for what it obviously the touchdown, but the fact that they got it in a hurry, and then they were able to really 
they just played normal football. It wasn't look like they were in a hurry or anything. No, just 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 chopped right through it. Yeah, and he's he looks more comfortable even out on the field now. He I look at the snap count. He's getting. He's getting starter snaps. He started yesterday. He got 40 snaps in yesterday out of 62 plays. I mean, he's 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 integrated. Like they say, he's in the herd now. And he's all you well, have to do now is yeah. we don't need him to be a thousand yard guy this year, but you need him to take that top off, make a play here, make a play there when you need him. You got so many weapons out there for golf. Like I said, you protect. And I'm gonna tell you another thing. Sweat got a sack yesterday, which was a cheap sack because I think it was on a bootleg or something. It wasn't like a play that he went around Sewell. Sewell shut him down. He oh, got shut down. Sweat you're talking about? Yeah, so, um, the, the tackles, Decker and Sewell. They just the second week in a row. They they shut him down. They are shutting it down. And once your tackle shut down, and you ain't got to chip guards and and chip uh, backs over to help out or whatever. Man, that just opens up more offense. No, I, I would I would agree with you. So, now defensively, I looked at the snap count. I saw a couple things that were interesting. Oh boy! Hold Tracy, on a second. Tracy Walker <laughs> only got thirty-five yeah. snaps out of the seventy-five plays they ran, and um, Brian Branch, who had a good game to me. I don't care about them cheap, uh, those cheap well, calls he had- on him. He, he had ups and downs. Yeah, but those were cheap calls. He had three tackles for losses for a, a, a right. safety. That was he was he was strong, and he's coming back. You tell it that foot was bothering him a couple of weeks. He's coming back. He's making plays out there. He, he they, they had him listed he, he, in the starters as strong safety, which used to be Tracy Walker's designation. So, I think basically now, Walker's the the of, he's the third you know third safety now to me. Well, this was happening earlier in the season. I looked at the, I, I looked this up again. You do, I think this opening game. I think he had one one snap at, at right. safety, and the rest was special teams. So I don't think this is anything new. I, I think maybe they've just re- revived what their plan was before Branch got hurt early in the season. But oh. you, I'm not discounting what you say, but I think it, I think we might be reading a little bit more into it or missing what was already there. Well, this is something to keep an eye on. Cece Ducey or Gardner Johnson, whatever you want to call his name, he changed his name every five minutes. He was on posting on videos last night that he'll be back in three weeks or whatever. But he he's doing workouts on video, whatever. Whenever he gets back, if you remember the beginning of the season, Branch was like the nickel, and C um, CC Ducey was the strong safety kind of. It looks like when they come back, it's going to be the opposite because you know last year with Philly, he was like the nickel back. He was a nickel more than he was a safety. Right? Am I right on that? With Philly, I, you know, I'll, I'm not sure about that, Kenny. I'm really not. Okay, I'm but not anyway, sure. you know, and sometimes when they line them up, it, they switch so much. It's hard, it's hard to. Well, that's probably the way it's going to be working. But I just got a feeling that when he comes back, they're going to easy back to the lineup. And Tracy Walker's a decent player. I'm not trying to dog him or nothing, but I'm just well, this is the way the snaps good, are working out. Yeah, he's a good, good, solid player, and he'll he and he will hit. He won't rattle you. When you get hit, you stay hit. Where yeah. So the defense yesterday, I I thought. From where they got put in position with the turnovers and whatever, I thought they played decently. I didn't think it was a terrible defensive game. And, and the way oh. the way Gibbs runs, I mean, not the way Gibbs runs, the way Fields runs, he's going to get yardage running. But look at the rest of the lineup running backs. They didn't get any yards yesterday. Fields got all the yards. I'm looking at this uh, right here. Herbert got 35 yards, 2.2 average. Johnson got 30 yards, of five yards. I don't even remember him. Dante Foreman had a 2.3 average. So, they shut down the running game, but Fields, you know, like I said, on those break plays and scramble plays or whatever, he's going to get yards. He gets yards against anybody. 
but I thought they did a good job against the run. Yeah, but I thought they had some issues in the secondary, or at least against at least defending the pass. And, you know, like uh, you know, DJ uh, DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Yeah, that's it, that is a big, big ball player. There yeah. really is. He's well, yeah. powerful, fast. That's how they you know, got a first really round. The they got the first round pick for him. You know, they, yeah, he's they worth got it. Him back. Yeah. yeah, he's worth it. Yeah. Well, you know, they moved back and got DJ Moore. They gave they they got him. But enough with Chicago. We'll see them again in a couple of weeks. Um, any final thoughts on the game yesterday um, from your standpoint before we move into the the controlled Thanksgiving week? Well, the only thing is that, look, anything can happen on a given day at a given time. And, and I told you, even though I picked the Lions to, to win 33-19 or something like that, I did say it was a game I feared for the Lions. I just I just thought that there was something about the Bears that, that this could be their moment, and it almost was. I'm not, I'm, I can't say I'm dead, you know, Thought it deadly right that it would be a tight game or anything like that because I didn't write it that way. But I thought deep down, I thought it was going to be a tough day, and it was. Yeah, you were right. It was a tough game. I predicted it. I'm going to tell you one thing for gamblers. Uh, the right who kicks the ball in the end zone, if Hutchinson falls on it, they cover. So I know there's a bunch right. of people out there that are bad. Just a possible ball got you from covering because if it got the seven there instead of the two, they cover. You know, they, they cover the eight points. And I'm like, oh, oh man. Well, there are a bunch of people who have the under who are very, very happy, too. Yeah. So it works both ways. Yeah, I wonder what people tear their tickets up when they thought that game was over. It does work both ways. But um, the Lions themselves, uh, like I said, sometimes you got to win an ugly game. you got to win a game you didn't think. But that's the sign of a good team. When you win a game when you're not playing your best and you come back and win. So I think they're going to be – their attention is Green Bay Thanksgiving. I think there won't be a lull coming out this uh, Thursday. There'll be a what now? There won't be a lull like at the beginning of this game no, coming out. No. I think, you know, Thanksgiving game, everybody, all eyes are on them. This is not the fourth team on, you know, Fox uh, game like this week. No, It'll this be is, all this... eyes on you. So I think I think they'll be fired up and ready to go with a Thanksgiving crowd. Oh, I would think so. I would think so. You know, I was just reading some of the stuff on the Packers on some of their, you know, some of their quotes and listening to some of their interviews from after yesterday's game. And then, they're they're looking forward to this opportunity to play though they really do that's it's you know as they call it the window you know the only the only game in only game goal in, in, in this particular window yeah. I think they want to make a you know, make a showing make a look statement. they've won they've won two of their last three games doesn't sound like much except if you're one of those teams that's coming off a four game losing streak it means everything to start if you at least can't stack them together at least get them you know. You know, two out of three, three out of four, three out of five, something like that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd be aware of the Packers. Well, they're coming in with one disadvantage. They're coming in. Aaron Jones was carted off yesterday. Yeah. And that's uh, – usually you get carted off, you ain't playing in three days, even if it's a sprain or whatever. So they probably won't have him as, at the time of this uh, podcast. I doubt if he plays. And if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. I'm, well, I'm giving yeah, a number when you get carted off, that's different than, you know, you just got an injury and walked off. And it's, like I said, three days, Mike. There's no time. There's really no time to heal. Well, yeah, and, and they only had one running back, one running back, one healthy running back for the second half of that game that managed managed to get through it. That, look, and their defense really stepped up, played pretty pretty stout game against a team with, a, with really one of the six or seven best quarterbacks in the National Football League. And you saw what he did against the Lions. He'll put 38 yeah, on them. But Mike, they held them to 20. Mike, that guy from to TCU, 20. Johnson, he put the ball right. Herbert put the ball right in his hand, and he dropped him like he did at TCU. I can't even drop that touchdown last week against the Lions. He dropped that ball. That was Herbert. That game should have been over after that. That was a touchdown 
at the end of the game, and he dropped it right in his hands. First-round pick, Johnson. And he called a touchdown against the Lions, but I don't care. That ball's right in his hands. Herbert, like I said, Herbert should be suing him for non-support because that was that was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. Non-support. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm. That was. Um. That was. Um. Jordan Love's first 300 game, and I watched the end of it, and I wasn't impressed with them. And I. I think the Lions can come in and beat them in the the odds makers. I think they're seven up right, seven point favorites right now. I haven't looked. I think, I think it's, it's my, my guess would be seven, seven. Yeah, they're about seven. I'm not so sure. I, I, I just come in and take care of business. You go to this uh, weekend and you're nine and two, and that you won as many games as you won all of last year at Thanksgiving. You're in good shape. Well, you won as many games as you have any time since nineteen. Uh, I'm sorry, since twenty twenty fourteen. Yeah, right. when they won right. won eleven. Right, yeah. but I'm just saying nine at the at the Thanksgiving break. That's good. That's that's damn good. No, this is yeah, it is. And I look, I I don't know if they're going to run the table between now and then the end and end up, you know, fifteen and two. I think that's unlikely. No, nah. but, but a lot of things are unlikely. Yeah, they'll they'll drop one. And as I told you about Minnesota last night, that I, that that luck was going to run out eventually. And and Denver right. was not playing. They were still not good, but they were good enough last night. Oh my God. They've won five in a row. They're not good. I'm telling you right now, they're not good. Five in a row. Now, okay, but like, things happen, but they're not Ken, good. What, 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 what do the Denver Broncos have to do to impress Kenneth Brown? Well, for one thing, you don't get 70 points ran on you in a game. That's one thing you can do to not impress <laughs> me. Number two is actually play some competition. Now, they did beat Kansas City. I'll give them credit for that. But they're not good. I'm just glad that that game is here in Ford Field when the Lions play Denver instead of going out there. Because I think that they'll need that, and that'll be you know mentor against mentee, so that would be one of those games, <laughs> you know. What well, is uh, Dan Campbell and um, Sean Payton? That's mentor mentee games, and you know what? those are always special games. What the Northern Canada, Northern Michigan, battle it out at Manitowoc. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Dan Campbell has a bunch of respect for Sean Payton. You know, he, he if it wasn't course, Sean Payton, yeah. he wouldn't even be there now. So yeah, that'll be an interesting game. He got into coaching under under uh, Peyton. Right, so, yeah. and then he hired Aaron Glenn too, Peyton. So you know this is gonna be an interesting game. But that's a couple weeks off. Let's get this game with Green Bay. Green Bay's traveling on a short week of rest. The running backs hurt. I'm not really a fan of Jordan Love. They are playing better than the first time we played them. So let's just get that victory and then get to nine and two. Get your rest. I wonder if any of our uh, injured players are coming back this week. You think um, Jordan Jackson will be back this week? I doubt it. I, I think he might have a chance if it was they were playing Sunday, but I think it's like we said with one of the other players. It's too short a time between between games. Uh huh. What about Bruce Irvin, our new acquisition? You think he might be uh, able to get in by Thursday, or it'll be another week for him? Uh, I would be surprised because he gets a it's really a week and a half before he plays, mm-hmm. and it's not an injury with him, and it's not being no, in, shape. in shape. He's not in football shape. Right, getting in football shape. I'd like to see him get a couple pass rushes in if. If they can do it, but you know, he's not going to play that much anyway. But just you know, ten, twelve snaps a game would be insufficient. I'm looking at some he of the could, snap counts: uh, Julian Acor and Romeo Acor each played twelve snaps yesterday. Well, you know, I think really what you think about it, the last couple of years, they expected more from both of them to be than twelve, twelve and, snaps. And Charles Harris, I expected more than thirteen snaps out of him. I don't, those have been three disappointments to me this year. Opening day starter, you know, and, yeah. and what, what happened? And captain. And, yeah, and Captain Neal, and last year I give him that he had a, 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 you know a, a severe groin injury. I don't imagine that's too fun to be walking around with. And 
And but this year, I thought coming out, he'd he'd, he'd do something. Yeah, nothing really yet. in terms of stats, as it happened. Nothing yet. Yeah. Was he um? Wasn't um last year, Brockers a captain? I believe so. Yeah. yeah same kind of thing last so. year with Brockers. You know, he's a captain, but I respect these guys because they still stay within the game and keep the teammates going. And you know, I'm sure on the field they're they're leaders, and he's not causing any problems. I I, I respect that. But you know. Campbell showed you if you captain or not, whatever. If you if you're not playing the way he wants you to play, you're coming out of there. Yeah, no, I, I'll tell you another guy is looking at a, at a leader there and, and a captain. That's Penny Sewell. Oh my He's goodness, gonna, that's something. Oh my goodness, a leader. See, Decker to me has always been a quieter type guy. He's not as fiery, and he, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's not oh, he's a leader, Decker. but he's yeah. more of a quiet leader. Penny Sewell's a fiery leader. I mean, he he's all. Yesterday they were talking about the fans booing, and uh, Decker he might have been. I mean, uh, Penny Sewell might have been playing right. He said, "Uh, uh-uh, that's unacceptable." He said, "I'm not going for that here." He started. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just out there, man. It's just funny. He's a he's a big dude, athletic dude, and he's a. He he keeps those guys in line. I like the way he does it. So I tell you, no, I, I feel sorry too. for the day is the New York Jets. You feel sorry for him? Well, they they benched their quarterback Zach Wilson, and you know who they're starting now. Oh my! Uh, don't tell me. Come on. They TV, named what's his name? They named Tim Boyle the starter, and I'm like, if you guys watched any film, Zach Wilson's better than Tim Boyle, and anybody from Detroit will tell you that. Yeah, no, that's uh, that that's a surprise to me. I heard heard something like that. I didn't believe it. Now I guess when it comes out of Ken Brown's mouth, I believe it. This just goes back to my thing again. I try to tell people they're not listening. The quarterback, backup quarterback, is the sixth most important position. And if if, if, the, if the, they would have listened to me on the Jets and signed Bridgewater in the offseason like they should have, they'd have a legitimate starter to come in and play for instead of Tim Boyle. No, I agree with you. I, that's uh, that, that, that's a surprising to me. You know, maybe he's gotten better. There's no way we know. You know, I don't see him. <laughs> he's only been in the league about seven years now. So, you know, okay. seven years is the time you get better, right? I think he wants to play in all 32, you know, <laughs> all 32 teams. Oh, no. It's, and it's, I was laughing about the backup quarterbacks. Cleveland signs Flacco. Well, you know what? That's okay by me. I I, I, I like Flacco. No, I really I'm just do. saying that these guys yeah, out there, I know. there's always a job for a, a decent quarterback if you can find one. You know, Joe Flacco came out of Delaware, Kenny. His first five games, first round draft pick, like around 15 or 18, you know, nothing, you know, didn't have a parade for him when he when he arrived in in Baltimore, but he started he, in his first five games, first five seasons. I'm sorry, with the Baltimore Ravens, they made the play, playoffs all five years and won a first round game all five years. I don't think any quarterback in the history of the game has ever done that. That's too much think information. Too much information for a backup quarterback, Mike. Or he's not, well, he was a. He, he was, I'm talking about um, now. Was, There's too much information was, for a backup quarterback. He was, he was a starter. He was a winner, and they won a Super Bowl. Okay, but see that magic word was. He's, that's too much information. You, you, you know, you too just, much information. You, you just hate being educated. You were that. You were that kid in the in the corner of the of the recreation <laughs> room or whatever they was. And you're talking up to this. <laughs> you got me all worked up. Well, that's like doing a report <laughs> on Eisenhower and you giving me um, information about Adlai Stevenson. I mean, it's just, it's, we don't care. He's, that's the other. Well, at least Adlai Stevenson the, had a hold of the loser. He's the loser, <laughs> man. We don't want to hear about him.
Remember that when he put it across his no. legs and put his feet up and he had a hole in it and it's the sole of his shoe. More. It was Adelaide Stevenson. Michael here with more useless information to give us. So, <laughs> Thank you. And, I, yeah. and there's plenty more like that came out. <laughs> All right, Mike, let's give it a prediction on the game Thursday, the Green Bay Packers, Detroit Lions. Just, let's just, for our purposes, say it's a seven-point uh, Detroit uh, Well, we'll line. just pick a score and see if it it's Yeah, it, so it's pick him. a score, Michael Hare. Thanksgiving Day, when turkey eating starts at 3.30, what will be the score? Well, I, I give you the old uh, the old one about the, 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 the Packers that really want to win this one. No kidding, really. No, I, I like the Lions in this game. I like them uh, uh, 24 to 16. I think the Lions I, at this point. Well, go ahead and finish what you were saying. Yeah, but you know what? Let me, let me let me revise that. They started out there. They had twenty four to nothing when they played in week three on mm-hmm. on, on uh, Monday Night Football. So now let me pick it thirty four to sixteen. Yeah, I was going to say thirty. The pack, the Lions now without any injuries, uh, they putting thirty up on anybody. And at home, they putting thirty up. So I'll say I'm gonna give I'm gonna do the same thirty four. I think Green Bay might get a little cheap touchdown at the end, thirty four twenty three. But it'll be a comfortable victory, and everybody will be happy. Right, and, and I think I think I think uh, Jared Goff needs a, needs a just a good steady game, not have turnovers, none of that stuff. Just play a good steady game, take a break, and then head for the last six games when it's over. All right, because if he has another game like today, he's on my list. Kenny, he's already on your list. No, he's at the bottom of the list. He's gonna move up to the top. He has another one of these games. <laughs> Well, I'm sure he feels the same way. Yeah, I'm sure. That's why the pressure's on. All right, Michael right. here at DetroitLions.com. Check him out. Um, and on the Mitch Album Show at 4.30 this afternoon on Monday, Alex Anzalone will be on with us, and he'll recap his 15-tackle game yesterday. Michael here, I'll talk to you next week. All right, Ken Brown, and have a happy Thanksgiving if I don't see you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and all the listeners to our podcast. Have a joyous holiday.